Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. Welcome to A-Game Podcast. This is Nick LaMagna, your host as always. Uh, Thursday afternoon episode coming in. Uh, it's not going to be that long, but I definitely wanted to touch base on a topic that's probably a controversial one. But first and foremost, this episode is sponsored as always by Naked Warrior Recovery. Go to nicknicknick.com slash links and check out the Naked Warrior Recovery CBD site under our affiliates page. Find anything on there that's going to help you get rid of your nagging aches and pains, uh, your worries, your stress, your sleep, your anxiety, all kinds of things. CBD is a wonder drug. Put in promo code AGAME at checkout to be able to get 20% off of any and all of your purchases by William Brandon, Naked Warrior Recovery owner, who is a Navy SEAL. So support a cause, support your body, and use a good quality product. Go on nicknicknick.com, check out our free ebook, How the Coronavirus Has Changed the Real Estate Market, What Every Investor Needs to Know. It's an easy read with some really good pointers if you're starting out or even a seasoned investor and you're looking for some specific things that you should be looking out for or paying attention to that might have shifted over the last year because of the pandemic. Go get that for free at nicknicknick.com. And while you're there, also go to nicknicknick.com slash links again and reach out to me on social media or reach out to me on any and uh, any and all the ways on that site to figure out how to get you involved in some real estate. I have more and more people that have been calling me over the last week or so to say hi, catch up, ask me some real estate questions, uh, figure out how we can work together, how they can get started. So definitely, let's make it a, the year that you get in there. So we're still in quarter one of 2021. Uh, real estate's still great right now. There's going to be a time that it's not, but right now there's plenty of ways to make money. People are still lending, people are still buying, people are still sell sending. Don't sit on the sidelines. Let's make this the time to get you involved. So Figure out a way, unless you, in, the, in case you want to buy properties from me, let's figure that out. You could buy fix and flips from me. You could buy uh, passive income rentals from me. You can buy portfolios from me. You could buy development deals from me. You could buy multifamilies, mobile home parks. I've sold all kinds of different things in the last year. And you can also uh, sell properties to me. I'm always looking for deals. I always have buyers for deals that are coming along. We can figure out a way to JV. Uh, we could both make money, find somebody a good product, property, good project, or we could or we could find a way, sorry, we could find a way to, uh, to partner up. So plenty of ways to make money together, do business together. Let's just get you off the sidelines and start doing some deals. So this episode I am titling is real estate coaching a scam or is real estate seminars or real estate seminars a scam is real estate education a scam. So um, some people might be surprised by the title of that or, you know, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of definitely a little bit of, uh, you know, intentionally clickbaiting you to get into listen to that. But this is, you know, really what I want to talk about, because being somebody that has been a product of real estate education, real estate coaching, real estate mentoring and training, that got my start by going to a, a real estate seminar and going through the whole thing that everybody tells you not to do. When it's like, well, you go here and they get you in for free, and then you got to buy something. You go, Yeah, I get that. But the reality is I've been investing for about 15 years now. And even if, even right now, I'm still cutting checks for $15,000, $20,000 for even a quarter right now, just for three months to work with somebody who can make me more money, who can 
plug the holes in my game, who can show me all the things that I didn't even know or the questions I didn't even think to ask about. And somebody gave me a quote that on every level, there's another devil. So yeah, you know, I, I don't know anybody with all these groups that I'm in and all these different masterminds and all the different programs and mentoring and education and masterminds that I've been in for the last 10, 15 years that I don't see people continually paying for more education. And every time you go, you get something different or you find a new need or you make a new contact and there's different things to focus on. And there are going to be groups that aren't a good fit for you, depending on what you want or what you need, or, or is your business in good shape right now? And you're looking to figure out what's next. And you're looking for some creative ways to branch out or to start a different business or to find something that's going to stack up or be parallel with uh, the business that you have already, whether it's real estate or something else. Yeah, that's going to be great. Are you looking for somebody to give you tactical advice on what to do every day, specifically for real estate? Do you need a bunch of newbies who are, you know, starting out in the same playing field you are and you need to figure out how to just run your numbers? Do you need to figure out somebody that can work with you on social media? Do you need to work on marketing? Are you trying to push an infopreneuring product? Like what, what are you trying to do? Do you have a podcast? So you have to not only first find a fit for what it is that you're doing and what you need right now, but that's going to constantly change. So once you get that, you plug those holes it's easy to look back and say, well, I knew that that wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal after somebody taught you how to do that. And a good mentor and a good coach is going to push you and they're going to, they're going to give you the steps and the things that you need to do. And they're going to say it in a way to make you understand it, to make you feel like you can do it and to make you do it and hold you accountable for it. So um, it's, it's not an easy job, but my point here is um, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today if I didn't go to one of these quote unquote seminars and get scammed into giving me their money. And um, I will say over the years, there's been amazing coaching that I've paid for that I have 100% made my money back. And more importantly, it has kept me from making a lot of mistakes, more mistakes, wasting more money on bad ideas or going down a road. And to me, that's always the biggest thing is I can see your wins. You can tell me all the things you did great, but I want to hear about the things that you didn't do great. I want to hear about the things that's not sexy to talk about in front of the room or the things that's not impressive to talk about on social media. Tell me how you handled a bad deal. Why was it a bad deal? What would you have done different? What did you miss there? What did you learn from there? Like what happens if that does happen? How do I get out of that? How do I handle this? How do I handle that? Those are the things that I want to know about. And it says a lot about your character and it says a lot about your business when you, you know, talk about those things because that to me is the value. I don't need to hear about all the great things. I understand you can make money in real estate. I understand you're good at what you do. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be in front of the room talking about it or have a million people paying to hear you talk on social media or in front of a crowd. That's that's not what I need. I need to know, like, what are the things that I don't know? What are the, the hits that you've taken? Because to me, I keep saying it, but that's what a black belt is. A black belt is not necessarily somebody that can just kick your ass, which most of them probably can if you're not a black belt or close to it. But it's somebody that's, you know what, I've already tried to, to escape like that. I've already tried that move. I've already worked on that for months. It doesn't work. I got my butt kicked every time I did that. I got trapped every time I did that. I got choked every time I did that. I got knocked out a bunch of times. I got injured. Don't do that. It doesn't work. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt financially. You're going to get hurt physically. Those are the things I want to hear. That you're way ahead of me as far as experience. You've already tried all these things. You know what works. You know what doesn't work. Tell me the shortcuts because that's what I'm looking to do is get to something faster than you with less bumps and bruises. And to me, there's always going to be value to that. And I'm always going to be wanting to pay for that because if not, it's, it's, I think I've used the term before free haircut. So I'm going to be, I don't have notes or anything with this. I'm just kind of talking. So forgive me if this is a little all over the place, but again, I do think it's important and, I, and I'll explain why I'm going to go into why I decided to do this topic. But um, I went to the gym out here, just a regular gym. And there was uh, somebody there saying, Hey, look, we were a barbershop. We just opened. 
we're giving out free haircuts. Do you want one? And everybody was like, no, I don't want a free haircut. And they were giving out coupons and people were throwing them away. This person might have cut amazing hair. But the fact that they were out there offering people free haircuts, everybody saw it as this has no value and this person must not be good. Now, if it was me and I was a barber, I would have gone there and I would have said $50 haircuts. And I guarantee I would have gotten more people because people would have said, oh, if he's charging that much, he must be really good. This other guy's just giving away for free. There's no value on it. And if you don't have value on your product, you're not going to be able to convince you you have value to people that you want to buy them. And I do believe that the things that I've learned in the last 15 years, I don't feel bad charging for it when I'm doing coaching and when I'm doing seminars, which I'm not doing right now, but I don't feel bad because I'm truly giving my experiences that I've learned, that I've earned, that I've done, that I've lost money on or lost sleep on or stressed out on or had to learn those lessons. And if I'm saving you from making some a decision that's going to stress you out, stress your family out, put strain on your marriage, help keep money in your pocket, help put money in your pocket, help you put more money in your retirement, and I can give that advice, I'm going to do it and I'm happy to do it. And it feels good to help people and keep them from making the mistakes. But, you know, it has to also be within reason. And uh, somebody was just saying too, I forget who it was, but they were talking about how if you're marketing to people and you're saying, hey, look, you know, um, you know, I want to figure out how to spend money or how to make money selling stuff. And like, there was just a lot of people want to do. Everybody I talk to now, oh, I want to be a coach. You know, I want to do this, I want to do that. Okay, great. But then you want to hire people and then people don't want to pay for that. So it's like, all right, well, if you're not willing to bring in a group of people that want to spend money, they don't value that money. It's going to be hard to get them to value it anywhere else either. I know it doesn't really make much sense. I don't know if I said that right, but my point is value it and other people will value it too. And if they don't, that's fine, but you get what you pay for. And I see people coming in to every different industry. You know, you wouldn't go and say, I'm going to be a doctor, but I don't want to go to medical school. You know, I'm just going to watch YouTube a little bit. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, sports, jujitsu, boxing, baseball, law, medicine, anything, writing a book. I can't think of anything, cooking, going to school. People go for advanced education. People go for mentoring. People go for degrees. People go for their master's and then their doctorate. And people are paying for education, 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 education for things that there's no guarantee you're going to get a job in any way. But all of a sudden this thing comes along and people go, oh, you're doing one of those, those real estate classes. Yeah, that's a scam. That's crap. Why would you just assume that? I know way more people that have six-figure student loan debt and have been paying it off for decades that never got a job in their field. But people all don't go to college. College is a scam. I know Elon Musk is saying that right now. But it's just interesting to me. And, and I don't know the psychology of it, except for maybe everybody that I talk to wants to be involved in real estate. And they don't want that person to go learn about it and do it because that means that they could have done it too. And they don't want to face that. So they discourage people because they're worried that it's going to be a reflection on them or that they couldn't do the same thing. Who knows? There's all different reasons why people do stuff. But more importantly, what I really want to say here is that I have been a student of seminars and I have been um, somebody who's helped in the background a lot of places that people probably don't even realize they had anything to do with. And I've played major roles in real estate education, real estate coaching, real estate seminars, in making sure that the things that I was a part of were teaching people stuff that actually worked, stuff that we actually did, stuff that would actually keep them safe, stuff that actually they could attain, stuff that wouldn't take them tons of money in marketing if that's not what they had, stuff that wouldn't take them a ton of time if that's not what they had, and figuring out 
who is our clientele? What do these people need? Do they have time? Do they have money? Do they have experience? Do they need funds? Do they need teams? Do they need a breakdown? Do they need help with the computer? And constantly working for years and years and years that every time we got feedback from people for what they needed, we go back and try and put things in place to plug those holes. And the intent and the goal was always to give the student the best experience to give the mentee the best experience and to always excel and always give it more and more and more. And then what I found was the people that were out there and they were doing it and they were, they were adjusting. And we were, they were listening to the realistic expectation that was given by us, by me anyway. I don't know if everybody was always doing that, but I can say for sure, I would always tell people, look, your goal is just to do one deal. Because if you don't do one, you're not going to do two. You're not going to do five. You're not going to do 20. You're not going to do 50. So let's figure out how to get you to one, because if you could do one, you'll have the belief that you can do two. And if you can do two, you'll have the belief that you can do three. If you do three, you can do five. If you can do five, you can do 10. And we start to go down that path and we would really work through that first one. And there's a lot of emotional stuff and pressure and people working. So there's a lot of things that go into it, but we always set a good expectation. We always try to work for the benefit of giving them what they paid for and the most realistic expectation, most realistic help that we could possibly find. And when people would say, well, I just want to call you. Okay, great. There's, you know, 2,000 students, 3,000 students, 5,000. I can't have everybody calling me. I, even if I didn't get back to you, I can't get back to you in, in, in enough time that if you're waiting on an important answer for me, it's going to take me a little bit. So, you know, we put different people in place and we put different processes in place to make sure that there was people there for whatever they needed, whenever they needed within reason. And then there was people that just didn't want to do the work. And when they didn't want to do the work, they turn around and they, oh, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. Or they'd start going you know what, this is becoming hard. I'm going to go take another seminar. I'm going to go hire somebody else. And I'm going to say their things work. And then when I don't want to put the work in there and people are looking for a magic pill, but the ones that do the work, the ones that follow the system and the ones that take responsibility that know if they're listening, if they're following the directions, if they're reaching out for help. One of the first things I would do is when somebody would go, oh man, I really messed up. You know, this deal went wrong and X, Y, Z. And I go, okay, great. Did you call your coaches? No, 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 no. Okay, did, did, did you post on the site? Did you, did you write an email to the to the office? Did you ask for help? Did you do this? Okay, it's been nine months. You haven't even called your partner. You haven't even looked at the property. You never even called the lender. You don't even know that your loan has been defaulted on. I literally have the call logs. I have the email logs. But oh, no, no, it's, it's this. It's you. It's no, no, it's not. It's not. And I, and I again, I've, I've paid for coaching that I did not listen to. And I never went back and blamed the coaching. But my long thing here is that I am really proud of what a lot of people are doing and what I am seeing in the seminar industry because there's a lot of people that are adjusting that I've now surrounded myself with a bunch of guys that are friends of mine that are really, really successful real estate investors. And why not teach people the stuff that you're doing? Because people are always asking anyway. That's what I think a lot of people don't realize is when somebody puts themselves out there and they go, you know what? I'm out here. I'm doing real estate. I'm making money. I'm helping people. Here's a property I just did. Here's a loan I just closed. Here's a house I just built. Here's a house I just sold. Here's a deal I just did. I'm going to talk about it on a podcast. I'm going to go talk about it on a, a Facebook Live. People start to say, can you explain that to me? Can you talk about what you did? Can you teach me how to do it? How do I get involved? And enough people do that, that you go, you know what? I'll, I'll do a webinar or I'll do a one hour course. And then I, So it, it comes from demand. And then when people, for some reason, start doing that, Oh, no, no, no. Now he's a guru. So uh, this is another word that I want to talk about. This, this word guru is so weird to me because again, I surround myself with people that are making a ton of money in real estate and they have every right to be able to go and start a, a, an education program to teach people what's working for them. And that's awesome. And I love that. And I love the, the ones that I talk to or hear from on almost a weekly basis are always very honest and very upfront. Here's what's working for us. Here's what we're changing. Here's what we're working on. How can we help you? How can we be in service to you? And, and that stuff I love. So I think more than ever, there's 
great people out there that are adjusting their model to figure out what's working in this in this environment, in this marketplace with all the things changing with the pandemic. And when the person at the top is adjusting and they're constantly doing things to, to have a current business model for things that work, that they can teach people that really work, that are working for them in their business, you can't ask for anything better than that. And then it's only up to the student for what they're gonna do. So on that side of it, there's so many good people out there that I pay for. I'm getting into clubhouse rooms and on Instagram lives and masterminds with a lot of the people that you guys are seeing on Instagram and I'm paying for it. And I'm paying for their advice because they're good coaches. They're doing something I'm not doing, or they're doing something I'm doing. They're just doing it better. And I'm going to, I'm going to learn from them. And I'm happy to pay for that because I believe in what they're doing. I see what they're doing and I'm watching them. You know, there's, there's, you know, go back to the jujitsu stuff. Somebody earns their black belt after training for 10, 12, 15 years. And then they go, well, now I want to do privates. I want to open my own school. People are go, oh, now he's a guru. He's a guru. Now don't, don't listen to him anymore. Everything he says now is no longer valid. It's, it's the biggest bunch of crap ever. You know, I would say things to people when we were just talking and then I go and I say the same things in front of a room and all of a sudden, oh, no, no, it's, it's now it's not the same thing because he's saying it in front of people or because now he's got a student. Get the hell out of here. It's the same information I say all the time. But for some reason, everybody points to like, well, the gurus will tell you this and the gurus will tell you that. So don't listen to them. But if you're somebody on social media that has, you know, three, four, 500,000 followers and you have an education company and you're teaching people to, wow, what makes you different? So I'm never into bashing people. My problem, I don't care how big you are, whether you have 10 students or 10 million students, that word to me is just something to separate yourself from somebody that you're probably trying to be anyway. You know, it's, it's a really weird thing and it's a really weird time, but I will say the optimism there for people that are actually out there that are doing it is better than ever. And the intention that I'm seeing from people of trying to put out a good product and actually put the, the student first and teach them something and take pride in success stories is better than ever. So on that side of it, I love it. I think that real estate education is absolutely necessary. I think mentoring is something I will always have. I will always need. There's always going to be guidance and help. And I'm always going to be paying. I'm going to be writing checks to real estate coaches and real estate mentors and, and masterminds for as long as I live, most lucky, because there's always going to be something to learn. And as soon as I think I know it all, I'm going to become Blockbuster Video. I'm going to become Toys R Us. And the world's going to pass me by because I always want to be the dumbest person in the room. And I know some of the people that are listening to this and the masterminds with me say, don't worry, you are. Go screw yourself. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to pay for jujitsu lessons. I'm happy to pay for Spanish lessons that I'm trying. I'm happy to pay for marketing lessons. And the people that I'm paying right now for, I'm very happy with the results I'm getting. And they are absolutely not a scam. And they are good people. And they're making millions of dollars a year. They're all seven-figure businesses that are teaching me things to do things, to like track things. And, and at the very least, even if it's not something that I didn't already know it's putting pressure on me to tighten it up or to implement it or to do the things that i know i should have been doing that i've just been lazy or procrastinating on which to me the job is on them to find a way to get me to, to do it to get it done so um i'm very happy with it now what this is going to turn into is the reason i did this because there's a lot of bad press out there. And I'll say, if you really look for it, there's not, it's not with that many people. There's just a lot about a few. And there are ones out there that are just scam artists. And I will say it's not really even because I don't think it even comes from the top. You know, you, it's like any other business, you know, oh man, I went to McDonald's. The guys were great. Oh, I went to another McDonald's. The guy behind the cashier was a jerk. 
and they go on and they complain about McDonald's. When you become a big company, I don't care what kind of company you are, if you're a real estate education company, if you're a restaurant, if you're a jujitsu gym, there's a couple of bad eggs in there and people are going to go on to say the bad stuff, not the good stuff. It's just the way of the world. So I don't put much stock in that. I try and look at really how was I treated? What did I get from that? And for me, the way I look at it is if I go and I take a three-day training or I take a, a webinar or something like that, I'm looking for one or two things that I can take and I can implement that can change my business. And as long as you're giving me the things that work and you're honest and you're giving me communication, I'm going to be happy. Don't tell me you know something if you don't. If I'm asking a question, I expect an answer that's a relevant answer that I can learn something from or understand. So when there's people out there teaching bad techniques that don't work, that they've never tried, that they've never done, that's a problem because then the people that they're teaching are going out there and they're trying to do a business that they don't understand. And they're trying to actually do things that don't work. And when you do that and you start doing business with people who are doing the actual business, it affects everybody involved. And here's where I'm going with this is that I had a, a property that we were selling and the initial conversation was like, hey, where is this information? Because you're saying it's going to be worth this. You're saying it's going to cost this to rehab. You're saying it's this type of area. And then I got like a bunch of weird, like pushing me off kind of, we'll talk later things and some stuff about like being in the hospital, which I don't even think really checked out, like weird stuff that really wasn't adding up, but I didn't really think much of it. And then when we got on the phone and I was trying to talk to somebody, understand that like if I have a real estate deal and I'm selling it to somebody or I'm buying it, I have lenders that are going to be asking for information. I have people that I have to give scopes of work to, to figure out what these numbers are. I, I have, I have to justify things. I need data. I can't just take your word for stuff, especially on like a commercial deal. That's going to potentially be, you know, half a million to a million dollars. It's crazy. So when, when I finally get on and the conversation becomes, well, this is, this is what the numbers are. And I go, okay, well, what do you mean? This is what the numbers are. Well, yeah, it's, it's going to cost like $8,000, $10,000 per unit to fix. Okay. Based on what? Well, based on my experience okay, well, I need something. If, if I'm going to move forward with this deal, you can't just tell me that the rehab budget is a rehab budget because you said so. I need so. Did you walk through it? Did you get a contractor there? If you know what it is, you must have some sort of list of something you plugged in for flooring, paint, cabinets, electric. Like, what does it need? You have a price per unit for all these units that's going into why you think this is worth so much money. What did you base that on? You had to have seen something or done something. Otherwise, you're just taking a freaking wild guess and that doesn't work for me at this point. And if that's what you did, that's fine. Tell me. You know what? I haven't seen it yet. Totally, totally up in the air. I looked at some pictures. I do a lot of these, usually stuff that's in the condition I told it in. It's, you know, about this much, but that's not what happened. It was a lot of defensiveness and, and aggressive answers back of like, uh, because I said so, or because this is how it is, because this is what I do every day. And I was like, well, look, that's great. I'm just going to go tell my lender to cut me a check because this is what you do every day. It's not going to work like that. I need that information. And be like, oh, okay, well, you talk to this other guy. So I talked to the other guy and I'm going, all right, so like, what are we looking at here? Where do these numbers come from? He's like, well, that's what it costs. This is what we do. Okay, great. Well, this is what I do. And I need to understand what these numbers are. So, oh, well, yeah, no, 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 no. I go, well, I just sold a mobile home park. So I know that if we're going to have to take these out, which is what it says in your stuff that you sent me, it's not going to cost that amount of money. It's going to be more than that. I know for a fact. So what kind of condition are these in? No, 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 no. They don't need to be taken out. I saw them. Okay. So you walked this park. 
you saw all these units. Oh yes, I do it on every one of them. I've been through every unit in this park. I know what that's the, what these numbers are. And I go, okay, so tell me about the condition. Do they need to be switched out? Do they need to be fixed up? Do they need to be good? No, 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 they're in pretty decent shape. You just, you know, again, that number is really solid. I can even refer you to some people in the area that'll be able to come in and do that. I can help facilitate that. And I go, great. So they were like, usually we charge $5,000 to help you with this process, but for you, we'll do it for half of that. So what are you going to do for that? Well, we're going to go through and tell you what each unit needs. Okay. But isn't that kind of what we're already doing? So you've been through these units, so you know what the costs are. So don't you already have that list? If you're selling me this property, why are you going to charge them to redo the same thing? If you actually walk this property and you actually know what all these things are, you must have pictures, you must have videos, you must have notes, you must have a scope of work. You must have something because you just told me that this is what you did. So for you to now go back and say, well, no, no, for, for $5,000, that's what I'll do. That's not what you just said. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. So... I'm always looking for like, where are these holes? Why is there a miscommunication here? Because I'm, I've asked this 10 different ways now and I still don't have an answer that makes sense, which usually means it's not making sense because I'm not an idiot. Something's wrong or somebody's being dishonest or they're backtracking or talking themselves into a hole, which is actually the kind of crap that's happening here. So I'm going through this and I'm like, all right, so like what exactly will you do for me for, for, for free for buying this deal that you're probably gonna make $100,000 on? Like tell me because I, I need to see what's up here. And if these numbers are good and they're accurate because you've already seen these, then cool, then we can move forward. But be prepared that we're gonna go under contract on this and I'm gonna verify these things. And if these numbers do not check out, I'm gonna have to back out of this deal. So be prepared, you just don't wanna go under contract. Oh yeah, sure, no problem. So I send the LOI over and I say that this guy's going to refer. Nope, he's not going to do that. What are you talking about? I just talked to him. He just told me he was going to do that. Okay, sorry. Here it is. All right, I can't. I can't take this. Uh, I can't take your your offer because you're only asking for. Uh, you're asking for a 21 day due diligence period. I can only give you seven. Like, okay, well, there's no information on this at all. Everything needs work. The place looks like it's in the middle of a jungle. I'm going to have to talk to a contractors now, landscapers. I have to talk to the city. I have to figure out what we can move on, what we can move off. I have to get rental comps. I have to get a management company. I have to look for a maintenance guy. I have to verify all your stuff. I have to get access. I have to get videos. I have to get insurance. I have to get a lot. There's all these things I need to do. And you want me to shorten that to seven days because you don't have a rent roll? No, that doesn't make sense to me either. If you're doing commercial real estate and deals like that, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. It feels like you're rushing me because you're trying to hide something. So then I wind up going and getting videos and there's wild animals living in these places. I was told they were open. Most of them, I'd say four or five of them out of 16 were not. 
even you couldn't even get into them. So I paid for a guy to drive an hour there and go walk through and do videos that we were relying on. She couldn't even do. And then the ones that were in there, you could tell these were not units that needed a little bit of paint and carpet. These units were trashed. They, the guy literally was falling through the floors while he was walking through them. He was looking through the ceilings when he's walking through the units. There's mold, there's crap, there's webs, there's furniture, there's everything you could think of. It's the, these things needed to be probably torn down, maybe gutted, but they needed a lot of work. And even the contractors that I sent in there, they were like, dude, come on. Like there's, this is a completely different ball game than what we talked about. I sent the videos to the buyer. So look, we could try and renegotiate, but it's going to be at least, at least double, probably more. And we might now have to move these. Like there's a lot of things in there, but my point is they didn't walk those units. They don't have any, any proof of that. Like he would not, he would have known. So either he did walk them and he was completely lying to me about the condition of those units. They, somebody wasn't honest with me about those being open. So I don't know who told me. And then there was two units that are actually occupied that we were supposed to be able to go in and see. And when my guy went there, they said they didn't know anything about it. So again, red flags, absolutely everywhere. And then I look them up and I find out that they have a coaching program and people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to learn how to do mobile homes through these people. So these people that I was not able to get any honest communication with, no facts at all on the rents or the rent rolls or insurance. And then they said they were gonna, oh, we have local contacts. We know this market, we walk these. Then it came back days and days later. Oh, we don't really, we don't really have any contacts there, but we can show you how to get them. Great, show me. Never heard from the guy again. So that, you know, they're busy doing their seminars. They're driving people around. They're posting all these testimonials and they have people that are on there giving them all these great, oh, they're so great. They're so awesome. They're so great. They're so awesome. But if they are teaching people to do business the way that they handled this deal, that means that those people that they're teaching are going to go out and do the same thing. And that is where I have a problem with real estate education and coaching and mentoring. Because if you're feeding people a bunch of bullshit to go out there and your answer when somebody asks you for a rehab budget is, that's what it is because that's what I do. Instead of actually giving me any type of answers or, or even, you know what? There's deals that I sold. I, I haven't had a contract to go through, but I'll tell them, look, here's a list of what I see that it needs. And based on what I've looked at, here's what I think it would price for. But you need to verify that yourself. If you need help, I can help line up some contractors. That's part of what I do for the deals that I sell or wholesale. I'll get you three or four contractors. I'll have them go in. I'll have them do bids. I'll interview them. I'll get their credentials. And then I'll give it to you and you can make your own decision. Or I could just not do any of it if you don't want to, but you need to make your own decision at the end of the day. But I'm willing to help facilitate that information because for me, I want to make sure that I'm giving you the best deal that I know of. Now, could things go wrong after I sell them to you? Could you not do your part? Sure. But on my side, I have to sleep at night. So if there's things that I can do to help make sure that this is a better deal, and I know, look, I sent four contractors out there. They all came in between thirty dollars and $35,000. It's a $30,000, $35,000 rehab. I have an appraisal. I have an inspector. There's nothing that we don't know about that we at least attempted to find. Here's the comps. I know that the value is X, Y, and Z. And I know that this realtor sold properties in the area. And I know that I looked at three or four insurance quotes, and this is a good quote, and it covers all the things that you need. And here's a bunch of different lenders, and this is a good rate for you, and you're not getting gouged on that. I can feel good about that. And that's more than anybody did for me on the properties that I've ever bought. So I'm out there trying to do the right thing. And of course we didn't move forward with this deal, but at the end of the day, there's going to be a whole team of people that are learning from somebody 
And that's not good business. That's not how you talk to somebody. That's not the answers you give to somebody. And then you kind of flake and then you disappear. And the conflicting answers, I mean, there was a lot more little red flags, little nuances in there for things that weren't adding up, things that weren't honest. And I have a problem with that because again, if you're out there, this is where people that are in the business go, man, like who the hell taught this person that this is the way it works and this is all you need and this is what you say and this is what you do. And then they go, oh, they went to one of those real estate classes and people go, oh, I get it now. They're not all bad. Most of them are good. Most of them have good people with real experience, with real good intentions that you get your money's worth for what you pay for. The bad comes from stuff like this. So it's weird. And I don't know why, you know, I'll look at it. It almost becomes culty, but you know, for, I'd say the last year, year and a half, I've been paying even more attention to what's out there because we're home and I'm looking at things online. And I've had a lot of side conversations with some of the quote unquote gurus out there. They won't call themselves gurus, but you, like other people would refer them as gurus that they're out there and they have their coaching programs. And I've signed up for a bunch of them and I've heard them. I've got on calls with other coaches and their opinions are like, we want to help. How do we do better? How do we create more success stories? How do we help people make more money? How do we help people get in a position where they can quit their job? They can be financially free. They can take care of their bills. They can be empowered. They can be confident. Like there's such good people out there right now that are teaching great things. And then it's the exception. These dopes that are teaching this crap that doesn't work and are giving you bad answers and stuff. And, you know, maybe they don't even know. Maybe they learn from somebody and this is just what they told them works. But it just really, it really bothered me because I know that it, it affected me. You know, I'm, I'm spending time, I'm spending money. This guy was going to go jump on a plane and take his daughter and fly across the country to go check out this property based on what I was telling him on information that I got from her that was completely inaccurate. So you either don't know how to put a rehab budget together or you've actually never seen that property and you're lying to me about it. Either way, Neither one of those scenarios are good. Neither one of the scenarios paint a picture of you are an honest person teaching things, good things that work. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's frustrating. You know, what if, what if I didn't jump all over that? And I spent days trying to line people up and look over these things and figure it out and rerun the numbers and, and, you know, interview people and get people to call me back so I can set that up and have the guy drive over there and figure out the access. Like that stuff takes time and I'm happy to do that. But I'm, I'm happy that what got wasted was my time. And now I learned this is somebody I don't want to deal with. And then when I started asking people in that area that actually do business in that area, they were like, no, 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 don't, don't deal with that person. So I called the buyer and I told him, look, don't book a flight. Don't go out there. Hold on, because I think this is going to be at least double, if not more. I don't want you to waste your flight. I'd rather find you another deal. And that's another thing I want to talk about here is the... The thing with, with buying properties, like if you have somebody that wants to buy something and you sell them a, a hunk of shit, they're probably not going to buy from you again. So again, do I have deals that I've sold that after I sold them, stuff happened to them? Maybe, I don't know, but it wasn't because of stuff I did. I feel good again that I set people up for success as best I can. And there's one I'm thinking of specifically that I literally let out like a few emails of like, here's all the things I know of that could go wrong. And if, and when they do go wrong, here's exactly how you fix them. Here's people you should call. Here's backups. Here's the key to this. Take care of this person. Take care of this thing. Do this. Don't do that. Don't wait. And they just didn't do any of it, you know? So uh, what can I do about that? But a guy like this, I'm not going to try and force him to buy this crap park that, you know, I was like, you know what, maybe we can make it a deal. Maybe I can renegotiate. And they were already like, you know what, the initial 
response here and the initial feel here is that the people we're dealing with are just not up front. Like we're looking at these, this is going to be a nightmare. This is way more like going in and changing some kitchens and bathrooms and some paint and laying some carpet down is a major difference than having to get like an infestation out and completely redo the floors and, and the walls and gut all the units and get all this stuff out. I mean, it's, it's, it's a completely different deal than we planned on and spoke for. So they're out, but we're going to go find something that does work. So don't just get that dollar sign in your head of, okay, I'm going to go sell this property to this person. And I really need that money. Do the right thing. And you'll see that extra month or two that you might have to wait to find them another deal or another property. They'll buy more from you. They'll tell somebody else what a great experience they have from you. And that's why I try and never be the person that I go, here's the address. You go do the work yourself. You go figure everything out. How do I, and this is just me. I know it works for other people, but for me, how do I know I'm selling you a good deal if I haven't done my own due diligence. Now, I'm not going to go do everything I would do if it was my own property. You at some point have to do some of that yourself and and you can't rely on me to do everything anyway. So I would want you to do that. But I at least want to feel good about some of those numbers and things that I'm doing. Take a look at it because that's all experience for me too. If I'm going to go wholesale a deal, okay, I'm putting the team in place. I'm interviewing people. I'm looking at the area. I'm making my own contacts there at the same time. Or, okay, look, this deal didn't work in that area. That's fine. But What's awesome is now I can reach back out to all those people. And now within a couple of days, I have contractors, I have a closing attorney, I have a title company, I have realtors, I have property managers. I know lenders that'll lend in that area. I know what they'll lend. I'll know what the requirements are. I know what the area rents are. You know, I, I have things in place. So, and I, and other people, another thing that's beautiful about the time that we're in is other guys that I know that are, again, our mentors or gurus or whatever you want to call them that I know do mobile home parks and they do this stuff they were willing to get on the phone and talk. Oh, you know, they didn't charge me. They were cool as hell. You know what, man, look at this, check out this, look at this, check out this. This isn't what you, what you, what you're looking at that budget's way off. Here's what I pay. Here's what I would look at. Here's who I would call. And then other people that are new contacts and new relationships with me called me and we had great conversations. And I just went back and I said, look, this one's not going to work, but I'm looking for more stuff just like this. So if, if you're the guy in the area and you have deals, Let's figure something out. Maybe we can JV and I can give them to my buyers and maybe you have something I just want to buy myself or, you know, so you start to learn more. You start to make contacts. You start to get yourself out there. So I don't look at it as lost time. I look at it as that was an important thing for me to do because it kept that guy safe from having to take his daughter and fly across the country and waste his time and waste his money to find out that we didn't have a deal and it was nothing we talked about anyway, because at the end of the day, that's still a reflection on me. Whether it's my fault or not, I am the one who passed on that information. And I need to be the one to take the responsibility of it. If he went out there, man, you're right. I need to verify it. So I did. And it didn't check out. So um, it's a long way to go for the episode here. But what I will say is if you want to get into a business that could make you a multimillionaire over time, why would you not want to learn from somebody who's already made a lot of money doing it and lost a lot of money making mistakes? And Everybody that I know that is successful in this business has paid to be part of some sort of course or some sort of mentoring or joint ventured or done something with people along the way, good or bad. You take those lessons from there. But I, again, can't think of anything. I didn't get my black belt in jujitsu by doing things by myself. I did it by joining gyms and taking privates and learning with, with training partners and coaches and mentors. Guitar. I didn't learn playing guitar on YouTube. You might be able to do that now, but I took guitar lessons every single month. And, you know, I'm taking, I'm paying for Spanish lessons. Like this is, I don't know, you know, to me, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. And I, I, 
I think that there's a lot of good things on it. And I think it's a shame that there's some bad apples out there that are going to give that industry a bad name. And because of that, there's going to be people that will get hurt because they do need and would benefit from somebody that could genuinely help them and genuinely give them good advice and generally give them good content and good material and, and really good feedback and be there to help them make money faster with less mistakes. But they're going to see one of these other people that I'm talking about and go, oh, no, 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 that, that's how it all is. That's not how it all is. There's everything. There's not any other businesses that I think that you would make a generalization like that, that it's all bad. But, you know, people tend to make the decision of, I don't want to have to spend the money or I don't want to put myself out there and risk being taken advantage of or risk being vulnerable and asking for help. So it's easier to just be stubborn. And, and I just never done that. I've been in a position where I've lost everything, you know, when I, when I got my accident and stuff. So I always made a promise to myself that day that I'm not going to hurt myself again, physically or financially by not asking for help and not surrounding myself with people. And I'll tell you that through learning and through masterminds and through coaching, I've, yeah, I've met some bad people, but I've met some of the most amazing, inspirational, successful people of my entire life that I never would have if it wasn't for that. And, um, you know, it's just, it's done a lot for me, but I just wanted to put it out there that there's, you know, I basically just wanted to vent a little bit because these people that we were trying to do this deal with, it, they were pissing me off. And then when I looked and I was like, they barely have time to answer me because they're too busy teaching other people the stuff that they're not doing the right way anyway, and they're not handling it right. They're not handling business professionally. Okay, you're busy, you're making mistakes, I get it, but handle, handle your business professionally. And I hope this is not how you're teaching your students to go and do that. And again, I'm not gonna drop anybody's names or throwing anybody under the bus. So if they hear this, too, too bad, you know, prove me wrong. So that was a long way to go. Probably not the most positive of, um, <laughs> of episodes, but again, I think it's important. So in short, is real estate education and real estate seminars a scam? Hell no. You have to put your work in. You have to find somebody good. Are there bad apples? Yes, but there's a lot of good ones. And I've met way more good than bad over time. And I'm proud to be a student every single day, every single year more and more, I'm always asking for help because I think that there's a lot of good people out there that we can grow together for. So um, that's all I got today. So I am gonna do a couple more episodes. Um, I'm gonna start to go and talk about the experience with a couple of mobile home parks that we did. I'm gonna talk about the cell phone tower deal. I'm gonna talk about the development deal. I'm gonna talk about this hotel deal that we're working on right now. I just got done uh, doing a, a, an at-home radon test on, which is something I haven't done before. So learn something new every day, but there's a lot of really cool things going on. It's a really good time in the market. I was actually on a mastermind this morning. That's another thing that prompted me to do this is there's some high level players in there. And I was watching one of the things that they were making them do was like write something on a napkin, collaborating on an idea they can make you a bunch of money. And then literally you started seeing that's a great idea. And then the people's wheels turning and then, Hey, you know what? why wouldn't you just do that now? Well, I don't have this. Well, that guy sitting across from you does. Why don't you guys go talk about how you can work together? And that's the kind of stuff that's really cool. You know, putting a bunch of high level players or like-minded people in a room, sometimes just for that kind of stuff is why I like masterminds. You know, the when I'm on the jujitsu mats, like we're all there with the same passion, the same love and the same purpose. And when you're at a business meeting like that, with like-minded entrepreneurs that are all positive, all looking with that growth mindset and that mindset of abundance and telling their successes and their failures, to me, that that's valuable. And I love being around that. And it inspires me. And it, it, it's, it's cool to, you know, the day after I have this bad experience, I have this really great day 
of valuable content and information from high level investors that are there helping each other. And, uh, and that's just an awesome thing. So for the people that are listening to this, that are part of the groups that I'm at, or we're interacting on Facebook, or, you know, some of them have come on my podcast, or some of them are mentoring me right now. I very much appreciate you. Um, I am learning a lot. If anything, I'm hard on myself because I feel like I should be doing more, but I just have so much going on. But I'm definitely trying my best and I'm definitely utilizing and appreciating the time and the information. And it's going to help me be a better person and a better investor. So um, even health-wise, you know, I have health coaches now that I've hired this quarter to help me with my food and my energy and my diet. And, you know, I got a box of donuts right now because it's Fat Wednesday. Yesterday was Fat Tuesday. I have to carry it over a day. But it's the same thing. You know, I'm happy to pay for them because they're helping put more life on. They're helping me feel better about myself, have more energy, understand what I'm doing wrong, understand what I'm doing right. And I can ask them those questions. So I appreciate my uh, my health coaches as well. So um, overall, I have great people in my life. I've had great mentors in my life that have helped me personally and professionally be better people, hold myself accountable, hold myself to a higher standard, like the Matt Sarahs and the Ray Longos um, of the world, of my world that have, you know, really played a big difference. Guys like Mark Turner, um, I've had amazing people around me. So I just get a little bit more sensitive when I see some of the sleazier ones out there not, that are not doing the right thing because uh, there's some really, really good, honest, loyal people out there that are trying to do the right thing. And I don't want to see them get wrapped up in that bubble of the few bad apples that are going to spoil it for everybody. So I hope this was somewhat helpful or inspiring. And it wasn't just me ranting and bitching about one person for too long, but um, that's what I got. A game podcast. Thank you.